Hello and welcome. This is Connie Reagan Green from HugeProfitsTinyList.com with another call in the podcast series. Today, I've been able to get Donna Kozik to speak with us. Welcome, Donna. Well, it's my pleasure to be here, Connie. <laughs> we were just reminiscing before I pressed the record button about time we had spent at Armin Morin's event in Los Angeles, and that has to be at least three years ago. I think so. Yeah, yeah, but it was a fun time, and like I said, it just made such an impact, and I just love hanging out with you, and uh, <laughs> I'm always learning something, and I just love your, your personality. I just love you, Connie, so it's definitely my pleasure to be here. All right, well, Donna, you have been you know instrumental helping me with, with writing and doing so many things o- over these past few years, but we want to hear how you got your start when you made this decision to come to California and be an Internet marketing person. Yeah, so it's kind of decisions made along the way. Uh, and and I think that kind of being aware and just kind of making a leap of faith as well. Uh, I grew up on a 200-acre dairy farm in, in northwestern Pennsylvania, a little town outs- or a little area outside of Union City, Pennsylvania, which is outside of Erie. And then in 2001, I just made the leap on a sense of adventure and moved to San Diego. And that uh, move sparked my first book, 29 Days to a Smooth Move, a Household Moving Manual. And I ended up in Women's Day Magazine and Women's World Magazine. And I thought, well, this is, uh, you know, this is a lot of fun. And what happens is after you write a book, everybody's like, oh, I want to write a book. How did you do it? And so I started a business and showing people how to write a book fast and easy. And then it really uh, took off once I put my signature system in place of write a book in a weekend. And that came about from a a Facebook group that I started. I just, on a whim, started this group called Write a Book in a Weekend. But someone took me seriously and literally (laughs) and said, Donna, I'm ready to write my book this weekend. What do I do? And then that uh, one thing led to another and and now that's my thing. I just enjoy showing people how to get a book done in two days. Yes, and I went through the program, I want to say 2010, and I was just amazed at how you laid everything out so easily. And that whole weekend just you know, will always stick in my mind where my thinking shifted. And I thought, this is doable. This is something that I can learn how to do actually do and it will change my life and here I am nine books later I know you're a great example Connie of what can be done I think the biggest thing that uh, people do is sometimes fall in love with this idea of being a tortured writer (laughs) that uh, you know just see somebody hunched over their typewriter or these days your your computer keyboard thinking that it's like opening a vein you have to you know, it's just, uh, well, who wants to do that? Nobody, That's right. right? That That's doesn't right. sound like but I know fun. What, I know what you mean, and I've I've talked to so many people outside of our world of doing things online that say, oh, yeah, it's just been, you know, a couple years, but I know it takes years to get your book written and, and published. And I always say, well, actually, it doesn't. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't have to. So the process, really, I think, is what you're talking about here. Uh, kind of reframing the way you think about becoming an author and the process for doing it, uh, that is the key to success for so many. And I want people uh, listening now, I want you to go over and take a look at connieloves.me forward slash write a book. 
and you'll see you'll see what's magically awaiting you there. Um, I want to ask you about something else, Donna. I have now been in two of your 365 Days of Gratitude books. Can you talk a little? And I love being a part of those so, so much, and I always know which page I'm on, and I can open that and hand it to the person looking so they can see my section. Can you tell about you know how that came to be and, and what the progression is with that? Sure. So a few years ago, uh, I was just uh, actually beating my head against the wall because there was a number of people I was I was talking to, and even though I was telling them, you know, how easy it was for the, to write their own book in a weekend, they just you know weren't ready to make the leap. And so I started thinking about what could I do for the people who maybe don't aren't ready to have their own book, but want to be in a book where they open it up and then they see their name in it. So I started kind of thinking about this idea of pulling together a type of anthology book. And then I had one of those ideas when I was in the shower of like, I know what I could do. <laughs> I, could, I could make it uh, just 200 words and bring 365 people together. And if they had a common theme of what they could write about, um, you know, then put it in this thought of the day type book, and then Thanksgiving is one of my is my favorite holiday, and I thought you know it would be a really nice theme is gratitude. So I got out of the shower, dried myself off, and wrote up a one page kind of manifesto of what I was thinking, and it's the gratitude book project, celebrating 365 days of gratitude, and in it we have we have authors and they write 200 words simply answering the question, what are you grateful for? And you, Connie, uh, you know from reading the book and, and being part of it that the subjects just range wildly from pets to family members to certain holidays to even tough times that people are grateful that they, they got through tough times and the lessons learned. So it's been a really fun and inspiring project and uh I'm really, really happy to kind of keep it going, keep gratitude in motion. Yes, because it really is so meaningful. And, you know, I know one thing I like to do is look through and see who I know that also did it. And it's always so joyous when I see that there are people that I also am connected with online that know you and have chosen to do this. It's just very, very exciting. So when you're doing the weekend with people, how how are you doing that now? Do people have direct access to you, or are we a giant mass of people and we hardly even know where where Donna is that weekend? Uh, no, people. That's the whole point of the weekend is is to give people access to me, and uh, I've done over thirty write a book in a weekends now since I started it in September of two thousand. Seven, I believe it was, and I will tell you that I love every single weekend, and I love being a part and part of the uh, shepherd to you know shepherd these books forward and, and bring them out of people. So the uh, you know the access is all about. Well, here's the thing: when I was dreaming up write a book in a weekend, I know that I think that writing is a very personal. Uh, kind of activity, and I didn't want to bring people together in a big hotel room. Not that there was anything wrong with that with certain events, but just with mine, I thought that it would 
kind of stifle the creativity and stifle the uh, the ability for people to get words on the screen or on the page. So I want people to write from the comfort of their own home, yet I know the type of gremlins that can strike and uh, stop you from getting something done where you question your own writing or you're not sure what to include in a chapter. And so that's why there are, are uh, several calls not only during the weekend itself, but prior to the weekend to help keep people on track and ask me questions so they can keep moving and get their book done. Yeah, that that's just perfect. It's so perfect. It's so nurturing and um, allows people to just have that permission to to do that to do that writing. And, and I think that's so so special how, how you do that, Donna. Um, who should be writing a book? Is this something that anybody is is ready to do now or you know people listening now they're going to think well i'm not i'm not sure how do we know who should write a book and when mm, that's a great question i think that who should be writing the book uh it is you know it's your decision however if you've been feeling the call to do it I think that's a good indicator. Mm-hmm. If other people are saying, you know, Connie, you should write a book, that's <laughs> a good indicator. And then also if you're looking out for a way, especially if you're a business person, to clarify your marketing message or attract a, a wider audience or build a platform for yourself, or those, if those are among your goals, I think a book is the best way to do it. Okay, because I know with me that you know, I had heard that it would open doors, but I didn't really know what that meant. And now that so many doors are open for me because I'm an author, it really has just changed everything. It, it I really think that's has. really interesting. I was would you would you be willing to turn tables? And, could I ask you a question? Sure, sure. And that is, could you just kind of give an example of a type of door that was open for you? That well, you one, never would have thought before. You know, because one door that opened right away was that I was asked to speak at marketing events, which was what I wanted to do. And prior to that, I had been asked to speak at one, but basically it was only because I was a good client and had said I wanted to. So it wasn't like they pursued me. And I was perfectly awful. And I thought, well, I don't know, maybe maybe I won't be a speaker. Maybe that won't happen. And the minute, the minute, I mean, it wasn't even 30 days when that first book was out, where people were contacting me and saying, you speak at marketing events, don't you? And I said, Mm -hmm. well, yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) And so right right away, I was just perceived just very, very differently. Then also, people wanted to work with me, not to become an author, because I wasn't ever helping people become an author, but they wanted to work with me because they thought that because I had made that effort to become an author, that certainly I'd be able to do what I was saying that I could do, which is help people get an online business started and up and running. And so all of a sudden they saw me in a very different light, that I was an expert, I was an authority, someone that they would feel feel comfortable turning to. And also I think that once you write and share your story and share your information, there's a level of integrity that is then assumed because you put your story out there for the world. So all of a sudden, mm-hmm. people didn't doubt anything that I was saying because it was in print. <laughs> they could read all about the things that I had talked about or blogged about. And even though the blog is in print, it was not the same thing. So those are some examples. And now I do corporate consulting. 
That's a, a small part of my business, but something I really love very much. And they really don't bring people in unless they're published authors. Ah, <laughs> yeah, see, so right there, um, you just listed so many reasons why doors open to you for being a speaker, uh, which is something that you wanted to do. You were seen as an expert because you wrote the book on the subject. And also you had good information in that book, which led to people seeing things of, w done with you that you work from a place of integrity, which if you, if you know you, of course, if you know Connie, of course she does. But if this is your introduction to Connie, well, then you're sure of it. You could, that's the path that started when they read your book. And then the consulting gigs, well, that's fantastic. And uh, that's, that's it, too. When you're looking to up-level and play a, a bigger game, uh, having that, that source of credibility and expertise is really helpful. It makes you a player and uh, allows, and that's definitely a great example of a door that it can open for you. Definitely. And another thing that um, I probably feel the most strongly about was uh, my, my mother uh, really didn't understand what, what I did, and I think that's common, that people in our family, especially older people in our family, they just can't relate. So when you say you're writing on the computer, they don't know what that means. And when I had that first book and when I put it in her hands and the response and everything over the coming months with that, I thought, you know, thank God I did this while she was still alive. And she passed away two years ago. She was 93. So thank God I did this and was able to share that part of my life with her. And, you know, if for no other reason, I think that would be my reason to write. Yeah, I, that's a beautiful story. And I have a similar one with my sister. She just couldn't quite understand what I was doing here on the Internet. But a book, she understood. She picked it up and she's like, this is great, you know, and can I have a copy of it? And her eyes kind of lit up and... And uh, that kind of validation, whether we want to admit it or not, but it's really heartening uh, to have it from our loved ones and spouses and sisters and friends and family and all that. So yet, a, yet another reason. Yes, yes. So what else are you working on? Because I know you always have so many things going. Do you have anything coming up that, that you could share, kind of give us like the scoop right here on my podcast? Oh boy! I actually I do have scoop uh, that I'm working <laughs> on. Yeah, you, you're not so, right. I know people are like, oh, you always have something going on, but I'm really super excited about this. Um, I I am a big believer in write a book in a weekend and having that as a as a big business card. Uh, one thing though that I am putting together is uh, or that I have together, it's a program called Ready for the Shelf. And that's for uh, if you want to take even a deeper dive, not only in maybe writing a bigger book than you could do in a weekend, but also uh, learning a little bit more about the ins and outs of traditional publishing versus self-publishing, about structuring a book, how the bestsellers do it, so you can copy uh, some of their structure ideas and make it a little bit easier on yourself. I'm still about easy, uh, even with this uh, bit of longer program. So... Ready for the Shelf is something uh, cool and groovy that, I, that I'm working up now. Uh, although, you know, Write a Book in a Weekend is still my, uh, my front door. It's, the, it's my baby, and, and uh, I really enjoy working with people on that. Yes, yes. Well, I would highly recommend that anyone get involved with you and start to really, you know, learn who you are, the magic of, of Donna Koza, because that's really how I, 
I think of you, that you are a magical person that uh, helps people really transform their lives in a, in a huge, huge way. So that's that's how I'm I'm feeling about you these these days. Which <laughs> oh, well, I. I know. I uh, like I said, it's a, it's a mutual admiration here. I just uh, appreciate con- appreciate you, Connie. And I think that one thing that we have in common uh, is this sense of practicality um, yes. for people. And although I love I, I love working with uh, people who you know have made the decision and they have this dream to write this book. So for some people, they might have this idea of um, again that tortured writer, or that it has to be years in the process. And the same thing for, you know, online businesses and, um, you know, making profits. I think that there's a lot of mistaken beliefs out there about how hard it has to be or how long it has to take. And, Connie, and you and I, we're not being flippant when we say that it, has to, it can be done faster and easier. And we're not saying that you're not going to have to put in some hours and have your butt in chair uh, to get it done. But what we are saying is that you don't have to make it so hard on yourself, and there are some easier solutions and things to focus on, uh, certain things to focus on and other things to let go so you can move forward faster. Definitely. And whether it comes to what it is that you do or, or what is that what I do, I think that we do have that in common. Yes, definitely, definitely. You know what I didn't ask you is how did you choose San Diego? It's such a beautiful, beautiful spot. Did you just kind of close your eyes and, and point on the map? <laughs> No, it was one of those things that uh, I was in. I, I grew up on that in that farmhouse, and my parents passed away in 1992/93, within three months of each other. Hmm. And I was very young, uh, 24, and it went from being kind of a child to being an adult overnight. Wow. And so um, while during that, then the next uh, six years, I got my um, MBA in uh, with a focus in marketing at Gannon University, and then I moved to uh, to Erie itself, so 25 miles north to the big city of Erie. And I was working for Erie Insurance at that time. Had a fantastic job, fantastic circle of friends. Uh, one day, though, my best friend from college called me up, and he called me from the airport in San Diego, and he was waiting for his flight back to Boston. And he said, I just spent Thanksgiving in San Diego, and it was fantastic. I think I'm going to move here, and I think you should too. <laughs> and I remember looking out at the snow falling on State Street from my apartment in Erie, and I thought, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And uh, within, you know, within a, less than a year, I think I was, um, I was here in San Diego. And I love Pennsylvania. I still enjoy going back and volunteering at Pennsylvania Free Enterprise Week, which is a type of business camp for teenagers. But when I moved to California, I really felt that a part of me and my heart just came home. Uh, I feel at home here. There's something about the people, the weather, of course, is great, uh, but even being by the ocean, the energy, and I really feel, you know, this is my place uh, to be in the world, and I just love it here in San Diego. 
Well, what a beautiful, beautiful story and how your your heart came alive when you went there. And I think, you know, for people riding it, I think it's impossible to be a tortured rider when you're in a beautiful spot that really <laughs> speaks to you. <laughs> That's true. Hard to be a the only thing is, like, it might be a little harder, though, to have that discipline when you have the sunny days and the beach beckoning you instead yeah. of, like, the, the cold snow coming down or whatever. But I find a way. Uh, to, to still get words on paper and get it done, but yeah. Um, and then that that move, I you know, just going back to the practical side. I collected so much information about how to move cross country. I had two or three cats at the time. Yeah, I was going to ask and, you about the cats next because I have five dogs <laughs> and I know you had had cats. So tell us about the cats. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I have all this information about how to move and with pets and flying them and and all that. That I thought, well, why don't I put this in a book? And uh, so I had my own book at the time. It was, it's a, a binder called California Bound. And uh, I thought there's some, a lot of good information here. And so that's how the, the book, 29 Days to a Smooth Move, uh, Household Moving Manual, came about. And the cats are, the cats are doing great. Uh, I've been here for 12 years and always, you know, renditions of the little uh, fur family, four-legged people <laughs> running around. And uh, I, I'm a sucker for... Um, for rescues and that in fact my latest cat somebody just came to the door oh well, a friend of mine came to the door and she's like this is, this is a great cat we just don't have a home for him and could you please you know give it a try and thus now i have piper yeah. um, <laughs> so there there you go but uh yeah I, I just love i love the kitty cats and i think it's it's good to have uh you know uh something to to uh give back towards and I know you do this a lot yourself, Connie. Um, so I have the cats. And then also just I think also when you're a writer or a business owner, it's good to have something to get your mind off of uh, your work sometimes so you can relax and let the ideas flow. And that's why I'm a baseball fan. I love the San Diego Padres. Padres. And it's almost, yeah, it's almost like a big, being in a meditative state when I go to a game or even I'm watching a game on television. It's like I can't think of anything the little details or the worries of work, but instead I kind of focus on bigger pictures, and and that's when a lot of ideas strike me. So I think it's good to have an outlet like that and a a place that you can retreat to uh, physically or in your mind to help open up ideas for your writing or for your business. Excellent, excellent. Well, again, I want people to go to connieloves.me forward slash write a book. And Donna, thank you so, so much for being my guest today. It's my pleasure. And if I could just add that, I think it's really important for people to express themselves. And uh, if you are feeling that calling to write a book, well, respect it and, and heed it for yourself, no matter how you do it. I think that uh, you'll be happy you did. Yes, yes, I couldn't agree more. So again, this is Connie Reagan Green from Huge Profits Tiny List. With another call in the podcast series, be sure to subscribe to our entire group of calls. Take care again, everyone. Bye. Bye, Donna.